Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today is our monthly special, The Light of Day on Reiki Radio, with myself, DeAndrea, and Amy. And today we are going to talk about Scorpio season. So first of all, just want to wish a happy birthday to all of our Scorpios out there. But before we get into the episode, I want to share some information with all of you that was shared on my private Facebook group in the Seeker Circle. One of our community members shared some very important information. There are energy workers and other practitioners of alternative arts that are fighting a petition in Massachusetts, and it is listed under S as in Sam 168 to protect the right to practice, access, and teach their modalities. So I wanted to make sure that you are all aware, not just those of you who live in Massachusetts, but all of us. Um, This is important as these types of um, petitions and uh, wants to regulate the work that we do could potentially impact all of us. So be sure to learn more about this, what is coming up and going on. Um, For those in Massachusetts at this time, there is a link in the show notes below. So after the episode, please take time to click on the link below to learn more so that we can all continue to support each other. So that is all for now. Get comfortable and enjoy the show. Okay, here we go. Light of day on Reiki Radio. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. How are we feeling today? Real good. Yeah, take two. Real good. (laughs) Before we get into it, um, some people are very familiar with you by now because I think this is our third episode that we've done together. Is it the fourth? I think it's the fourth. Dang, time is flying. I was counting on my fingers. But for anybody that's new, could you just let us know who you are? And what you practice. D. Um, D. Hi, my name is DeAndrea. I from uh Ritual House. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even I was gonna say you can edit that. Um because I forgot what the hell I was even saying. Um yes, DeAndrea of the Ritual House at the ritualhouse.com. Um I am the astrologer, uh energy healer, and I create spelled ritual baths and glamour mist and um, oils beautiful and how Mm -hmm. are you doing Ames let us know who you are what you do I am good my name is Amy Sage and I'm a Reiki master practitioner and I have a practice here in San Diego and I also like to infuse crystals into my energy work as well yeah that's the part that's so interesting to me um the crystal grid infusions, which again, if you're new to these episodes, the light of day, which we have once a month where we talk about the energies that we're going in um, based on the movement of the sun. So we kind of work through the energies of all the signs. And before we get in it today, I already know, but come on, what came up for you both during Libra season? Well, Libra season, I've been reflecting on the past few weeks, and it's been kind of interesting comparing it to Virgo season, where Virgo is like, all right, get the business ready, let's get going, details, organize, and Libra season, 
I had some new clients come in, which was awesome. Uh, but then it was kind of more just like kind of blah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like sailing through the rest of the next few weeks. Like, all right, what's going on here? Like, what am I going to focus on next? And I kind of got, I don't know, almost a little bit bored with Libra season, kind of. <laughs> Waiting for it to end, you know, jump into Scorpio season. Yeah. Pretty much the same for me. I think after, since this is our second time talking about this, I think um, reflecting on that, that, I pulled up something for Yolanda a few days ago on our, on our little group chat. And it was talking about how um, this season was like not forcing any achievements. Mm -hmm. And I think like you go from Virgo season to wanting to achieve, achieve, accomplish, accomplish, get shit done to this almost stale, like lazy, superficial, like just being type of thing. And I'm not saying that that's not an unnecessary thing that we need because we do need that moment to where we just kind of like float. But sometimes floating is more arduous than swimming. You know what I mean? Than seeing where it is that you're going and having a destination that you're trying to arrive to. It's almost like just sitting there hoping a shark doesn't come and eat you. (laughs) that's one of the cool things though like you saying that I think is one of the cool things about astrology because we come to understand not only what these different energies may lend but also the benefit and the challenges in them and how our personalities may um struggle more in different energies where someone else it may be like Libra season was like their time to shine honey but yeah I I too struggled in the season but for me um like I shared with you guys, it was like exhaustion. Like I just, my mind was all over the place. I had a hard time with balancing my scales and I was just tired, just tired. And you know what? It's almost now that you bring in the scales, it's almost like what, you know, we know what the the equinox brings in. We know about balancing of, you know, the light and the shadow. We know about all these balancing things. But I think sometimes that's such a broad view Mm -hmm. that when it comes down to you, you're like, what exactly does that mean? So it kind of puts you in this wandering in the dark kind of thing. Like, okay, like, am I not balanced? Like, I'm really exhausted the same. Even just had a client text me like, what is going on? You know, P.S., it's still Libra season for us. You guys will hear this in um, Scorpio season, but I just had a client text me like, oh my God, I just don't know what's going on. I'm exhausted. Everybody around me or a lot of people I'll say around me are just having the same experience. And I, I don't, I don't know. This is an, I don't know season, mm-hmm. which, which anybody who knows me knows that my worst mm-hmm. feeling is the, I don't know feeling. <laughs> I cannot stand it. <laughs> Yeah. And that's one of the things too. I think that was part of, uh, it felt like I was being forced into the balance I needed. I mean, which was kind of funny because you guys know I went on vacation during that time, but I did a lot of work to prepare for vacation, came home and then hit the ground running. And it was like, my body just shut down. Like, girl, if you don't lay it down and take a nap, like it has to be done. So, um, and it's interesting too, because you don't like that floating part, but it was like, you couldn't escape it. So it kind of felt like 
balance in some ways was forced, but it was uncomfortable because we tend not to lean into what we need as much as like what our tendencies may be. You know what I mean? And your tendency is get stuff done. All oh, yeah, three of or, us really are get yeah. stuff done. And so to be in a space of like, uh, can't really do it. Can't, that's can't uncomfortable. really. And it felt stagnant too, honestly. Like I felt very unproductive. Very yeah. unproductive. You know, we're talking and we're talking about um, productivity. And I'm like, what did I do? I'm like, oh, I did very Venusian things. I redecorated my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's it you know <laughs> <laughs> it just so people know she said that because venus is the ruler of libra but you know the thing is i will say i was able to do though as much as i don't like feeling like i'm just sitting i was able to acknowledge like remember one day i was like i need to work on this thing but my mind is not in it so i'm not even going to try so there was this space where i did acknowledge even though I maybe didn't want to just be still. It had to be done. But yeah. Um, um, and again, to our benefit, right? Because I say that to you all the time. Like sometimes like, D, just sit and integrate. Like we need it. But yeah, it was a tough one. This girl always telling me to integrate. It is to me, it's the most uncomfortable thing when you feel like you've been pressing at something, pressing at something, pressing at something. And then like you're waiting to see the fruits of your labor. And then the universe is like, now nah, you good, fam. Then <laughs> 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 you're like, she kind of like leaves you like going crazy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this, you kind of made me think of, which I know you're going to share when we get to our light of day segment, that stroke of genius that comes after the waiting. So please don't forget to talk to us about that. So yeah, Libra season, um, you got that you were necessary love the libras but you know moving right along I'm not, you know i'm not going that far but yeah <laughs> moving right along <laughs> so i want to say kidding. well i have to ask that like for as much as it may have been uncomfortable in some spaces for us do you feel like there was anything that did illuminate or something that you did learn or even having to be in a space you didn't want to be in like did anything come up for you in particular I think for me a lot of it was trusting learning how to trust that I am in the right place that I'm at right now even though I feel uncomfortable in it and even though I have expectations of what I should be doing in it I needed to let that go and work hard at letting that go and just be in what I'm supposed to be right now so I think for me it was a reminder of being present and not being worried about anything in the future or pondering about things in the past. That's a good one. This seems like a, a lot of presence for you in this, yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Dee? I was going to say, if we're being extremely pr- transparent, no. Oh, I no, no. Nothing came up? Mm-mm. Um, I feel like, though, I, just nothing's coming to mind, but I feel like you... Social you, for you. Mm-hmm. You've oh, been extremely yeah. social. Honey. Man, Libra season was so social for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, that is a struggle for me, which was part of what caused me to be so exhausted. I mean, yes, yes. it was a very, very social season for me, which is extremely outside of my norm. So, 
Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm I okay. Say what, it really gave me that um, Libra gift of, I would say, relationship. So mm-hmm. it really caused me to examine the value of relationships and why I needed to show up even in the times where I didn't want to because, honey, right. I was tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I don't remember. Oh, no, I was going to say that um, I'm okay, too, like not having anything come up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm always having something come up. Or, oh, my God, this person came in or this guy came in or this is going on, which, you know, like one, a client hit me up and he was having this problem with um, what he said was, I'm having trouble with something you've guided me to do. And I said, okay, well, what is that? He was like, you know, I'll sit there and I, I'll just like try to go within and I just feel like I'm talking to myself. And like, that's just weird for me. And now that we're sitting here talking, I'm like, you know, that's okay. You are talking to yourself. Uh-huh. You are the universe. You are like everything that you are trying to connect to is done through you. So yeah, you will feel like that keep at it. You don't always have something come up. Sometimes the whole point is to just be and yeah, it's uncomfortable. And that's what this season for me kind of was. It was just like, I don't really, I don't really know what was happening. I was just kind of there. I think that's like a really big thing you point out for all of us. Like how do we allow ourselves to be in spaces or energies that aren't necessarily what we want, you know, like how can we see the necessity or how can we just kind of be comfortable in it? And I'm not, you know, more so that like when there are times where in Virgo season where it felt very productive, like, Ooh, yes. And that's an energy we all enjoy, but then for that pendulum to kind of swing or ease down and then, yeah, no, this isn't what I would choose, but how do I just, be with it rather than resist it. So do you guys feel like for you, is it more of a mental thing where you have to talk yourself into it or how do you do that? Oh no, you went mute again, girl. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. There we go. I think that um, I am pressing the damn button. Um, mm-hmm. I think I enjoy feeling like I'm being productive. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've been working probably since August on being productive and not just busy. You know, I've been like put writing things down and like only attacking one thing at a time and like getting things done. And there's a sense of accomplishment that comes from that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what came up for me too. I noticed where I wasn't necessarily completing projects or tasks in the way that I wanted to, but I was taking a lot of notes. So like even in those spaces of not doing little insights would come through and I just took the notes and I'm like, ah, it'll come back around later type of thing. What about you, Ames? Um, I really do have to talk myself into doing things sometimes, especially because I've gone through this year of transformation and I really had to force myself from being super busy, super productive constantly to making myself not be that way anymore. So I'm coming out of the, okay, it's okay to be lazy to, all right, you really do need to be productive now, but in your own way. So for me, I really do have to talk myself into doing things. 
And I think too, Ames, like you've been working for someone. Like mm-hmm. it's easy to have someone give you a task and you know what you have to do and you complete that task because that person is paying you. That's an easier position to be in than kind of being free and having to create your own task and having to know what these tasks are put in place for, especially just from this blank canvas. That's like, it's extremely mentally exhausting. It's, it's energetically exhausting. And sometimes you do just have to be like, I don't even know right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, oh, yeah. and that's why, that's why I think like, it's so good to have how we have our friendships because having somebody say like, no, I get it. Like, I know what that feels like. I have been there. Sometimes you need to just take that break. You know, now that you both say that too, before we go into our day break, I have to ask you about this in the spirit of Scorpio season. Um, What or how do you both manage what we may call energetic shifts or our death cycles, like those spaces where you know there's some kind of release, some kind of change happening before you come out on the other side? And do you feel like you're on the verge of any of that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like sometimes I'm already in the shift and then I recognize I'm in it. Or sometimes it's easier for me to identify it when other people are going through it. Like Mm. when Dee was going through it, like, hey, girl, I'm shifting right now. (laughs) But I don't know. I think when you have like the end goal in mind and especially like from my own little world, because everything is transforming so much, I've shifted so much this year. Energetically out, my vibrations are completely different that honestly, I'm just open to being in that next shift. Like I want it to happen. I, I really do because I know that I need to get to different frequencies and different levels and I understand it's going to be uncomfortable to get there so I just kind of have to remind myself that if I'm feeling uncomfortable or weird or whatever that this is part of it so I kind of just have to like affirm that this is what I'm going through I don't know if that makes sense no it totally makes sense I mean I went through a long period of resisting my shifts which made Mm -hmm. them like I was like (laughs) blowing up mad, angry, like literally cursing out the universe, like what the F you want from me and all of this. And when I finally got to letting myself understand um, why the shifts were happening or the necessity, it did, I still didn't like it. I mean, you know, and I still don't like it today, but it allows me to kind of sit with it and go with like, okay, what is shifting? What's coming up for me? What am I holding on to? Like it, it, makes me more now reflective of anything else and then like allowing it being like kind of being a part of the shift rather than fighting it you know it just popped in my head and I cannot believe that I did not even think about this is so Mars rules two signs it rules Aries and it rules Scorpio and you know it 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 drives you deep it forces you to dig it severs things it pierces things it gets to the bottom of things and it rules my fourth house or it's sorry it's in my fourth house which is Libra and as soon as the sun hit that you know Amy sent me a message and she's like oh I pulled some cards and I was like oh my god I pulled some cards too and you know we're chatting and then this card like super triggered me And it caused me to actually like, you know, the fourth house of your chart is like, it rules the home. It's the deepest part of like who you are. And I had to do a lot of child work 
-hmm. from when I was a child, which was Mm -hmm. a long time ago. And so like that dig deep, that sun hitting my Mars and like highlighting that, like literally um, that was the work I did in labor season. And maybe I didn't need to do anything else. Maybe like that wasn't enough. Yeah, now you say it. I can't believe you forgot that. I can't believe I know. We, I, I got to believe it. I know. Uh, that was big. Yeah. It was huge. So, yeah, I did do something in Libra. Libra's worth a nickel, at least, as my grandma would say. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, well, since we've kind of touched on it a little bit, I guess we should go into our daybreak. Yay! Yes, honey. Okay, so Scorpio season. Um, before you give us the goods on Scorpio, can we just all just acknowledge the cringe that happens? For a lot of people when they hear Scorpio, like a lot of people, if even if you say like, what's your sign? And people say, I'm a Scorpio. And people are like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know why, you know what I mean? I think, I think there are certain signs that get oh, too good of a rep. And I think that, <laughs> and I think there are certain signs that, you know, don't, and I don't really, I think, I think most of like, um, what pop astrology, I think we got so like caught up in like the sun sign stuff and like how people paint these pictures. And I think maybe it's the symbol though. Do you think maybe it's like something got attached to the idea of a scorpion that people started freaking out about? Here, if you want me to be honest, what I think, I think when like the you know, oh, Pluto is the ruler and Pluto means death, and I'm gonna be dark and broody and like people like really paint it like Scorpios like that and they love to attach themselves to that which I think allows them to embody those things which can turn a lot of people off but if you like really meet some and they're comfortable and they allow you to see who they really are versus like this mask that they want to show you because they feel like they need to associate with what society like calls them like they think it's cool it's the same thing with like virgos like being neat and all put together uh all y'all are not neat and put together like all you guys aren't so busy and worky you know what i mean all pisces aren't like dreamy and like aloof or fucking not sorry you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and all all fucking aquariuses aren't aliens everybody like you know they find that one thing and they attach it and then all of a sudden all of these people become these things and I think that it's I think it's a misfortune yeah I think uh even if I think about the Scorpios that I've known in life I'll never date one I will never date one I'm married but I will never date one I have and I will never do it again and see but I like them Well, that's the thing. So all the ones that I've known are very, um, actually a lot of them are really funny. A lot of the Scorpios I know are really funny, um, very generous and, uh, a lot of great qualities across the board where I could see with the Scorpios I've known that make, make people uncomfortable is their intensity directly linked to love and like that type of emotion. Um, especially if it's, you know, someone that they 
are drawn to, I think a lot of times, like the ones I've known again, like they've gone through situations where they don't understand that people don't have that same depth or don't have mm -hmm. that same mm -hmm. like, understanding level of connection that they have. And it bothers them and it hurts them and it pisses them off. But it's again, that understanding that not everybody is the same. We don't even all function the same. That makes me wonder if their Venus is in Scorpio, you know, Venus in Scorpio type or people who have that aspect or that, you know, that setup is, you know, it can be a very obsessive in love type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to own you. They want to paralyze you. They want to, you know, get you and know that you belong to them. It's a possessive type of, but that's um, the crazy thing of perspective, right? Because like we could look at it and see it that way, but someone who is that way sees it as just like I love you. <laughs> like it's right. just that simple. Like I and, just and love you, you should be glad. You right. should be glad that they love you because right. you got chosen. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but some people love that. Yes. I was. My sister sent me this clip today of like Sin Santana and Tiffany from I Love New York. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that show from back in the yeah. day. And, and Sin Santana asked her like, well, what do you look for in a guy? And she's like, I need a man to be obsessed with me. Like, mm -hmm. cause I travel a lot and <laughs> I need to know that he will be following me wherever I go. I need him to be obsessed. And I was just like, oh, wow. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but my, right? <laughs> like, no, thanks. But Have my Venus is an Aquarius. So well, then that makes one of those things. <laughs> Okay, so oh. what would you, or how would you describe this energy for us of Scorpio season? Um, actually, I'm going to go there, but I would like to show people how we work with, how I, excuse me, how I work with like what a season means in our life. Mm -hmm. So, and I asked uh, Amy and Yolanda if I can just like do one little aspect of, you know, their chart. And I'm not telling their chart or anything, but Amy is in a fifth house perfection year. So she has Gemini ruling her fifth house and the planet that rules Gemini is Mercury. So Mercury is her Lord of the year. So everything Mercury does in the Zodiac, um, is really going to be affecting Amy more strongly than maybe myself or Yolanda. So, oh, sorry. Sorry, let's say something. I <clears> know, <throat> oh, so, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm getting my notes ready. Yeah, she really <laughs> has a pin too. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so Amy has, um, Scorpio ruling her 10th house and 10th house represents our career. It represents how we are putting ourselves out there in the world, how people see us and how we want to be seen. And the sun, the sun entering the day, the sun enters into, um, Scorpio. Sorry. I'm, I'm looking at my chart at the same time. People. So the day that um, Mercury goes retrograde is really what I wanted to say, which is on Halloween. Her ruling planet being Mercury is going retrograde 
in her 10th house. So how she wants to articulate who she is, what she's trying to do in her new business, who she's trying to say she is, that planet is going to go backwards. It's spending two months in her 10th house. It's spending two months in your 10th house. You know, so it's really allowing you the opportunity to go back, revise, revisit all these ideas that you have, how you want to present yourself, what you want to do with your business, how mm -hmm. you want your business to look, um, how you harmonize your business, because you have to remember, too, you have Venus right there doing the same thing, not going retrograde, but just traveling through your 10th house. You also, in your natal chart, have Uranus there. And Uranus is the planet of, um, of genius. It's the planet of swift changes. It's the planet of surprise. You're going to have Mercury go over your Uranus and then go back, right? So it's going to, when it retrogrades, you know, it has a period where it's moving direct and then it stations to retrograde. So it kind of goes to a halt and then it starts to go backwards. So all these things, this is a really important time for you to, to really focus on your business, to really focus on who you are and how you want to shine. You're going to have the sun there. You have Mercury there. You have Venus there. Things are going to change and you're going to be ready to put yourself out there. It's going to really be up to you to make sure that what it is that you want to say, how it is you want to be seen, what it is you want to look like, how you want your business to look, that you've really sat down and dedicated the time to do that. It being, it being Scorpio means that you have to do the work. Like There's an investigative nature to Scorpio that tells stings things, it pierces things, it lets shit out that no longer needs to be there. So this is going to be a time for you to like really take time for you because this is a 10th house. This is where like you stand up and you let people see who you are. It's mm -hmm. going to be about you. And you're going to have to make sure that you take that time and come back to that place and really focus on who it is you want to be, how you want to be seen, and what you want that to look like. Okay, that's really helpful. So then, like when it retrogrades, I'm still doing the same thing, right? Staying focused on. Yes. Okay. All you're doing is like everything that you've already said you wanted to do, and wherever mm -hmm. you are to that point, go back and like make sure that it's it's true to who you are. Still, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That it looks how you want it to look. You might go back and be like, uh, I don't want to do breaking on people's feet anymore. Just made that up. Um, <laughs> but you might want to be like, oh, I was just going to do a foot Reiki for some people for $10. You're like, eh, never mind. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Because we yeah. do say things that sound good at first, especially in the beginning, we want to do all the things. Yeah. And there might come a point where you refine that mm -hmm. where you go back and you dig deep and you say, you know what, I'm going to specialize in this thing. Mm -hmm. And, and you guys have that class coming up too, which is the perfect time because actually yes. the sun right now is still in your ninth house of higher learning education and that kind of thing. Yeah. That is and exciting. spiritual studies. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's exciting. And I just want to say one last thing too. So that, all of that, that 18 degrees of Uranus, and you don't need to know the degrees. The 18 degrees of Uranus is exactly sextile to your son. So your son being in Virgo, your son being in Virgo, which is another feminine sign, it's exactly sextile of that to the degree. So once that Mercury hits that, know that that you're getting 
that help that that light like your natural light shine is shining on that thing so you just really want to make sure like you ground yourself in how you you're not going to get this again for a minute so mm -hmm. you really want to just take advantage of that opportunity okay cool thank you thank you thank you two months mm -hmm. two months <laughs> So publicly for everybody, and I, and I wanted to do that like a specific thing because it kind of allows me to really like get my flow and read something versus mm -hmm. kind of just like giving a generic like look, depending on where that Scorpio is in your chart, different things are going to be highlighted for you. You know, um, Amy and Yolanda both have Aquarius rising. So it puts Scorpio in both of their 10th houses. Me, I don't have that. My Scorpio's in my fifth house. So how this retrograde is going to affect me is going to be different than how it's going to affect Amy and Yolanda. There's just like nuances in each house of our chart. Yolanda is not in a fifth house year. And I'm, I'm just getting Amy's chart off real quick. I'll tell them I'm in a seventh while she's pulling me up. Yes. Tell dang her. it. Dang it. <laughs> no, it's been good, but I mean, it really has been reflected, but I'm ready I to get on with the get on. I think the luminaries, like when you're in a luminary year, either the sun or the moon, like it's moving so fast. And I think especially the sun and, and Yolanda and I are both in a sun year, even though it's different, you know, houses. So Yolanda, her, the sun, which is her ruler, is going to be entering in, obviously, Scorpio. So that house is highlighted for her. The sun is shining a light on how she is doing her business, maybe new things that are coming in her business. She also has Uranus in that house. There's going to be, um, and she has Mercury. And they're going to touch because Mercury's going to be there for two years. So there's going to be that moment where the sun and that Mercury kiss and, you know, carry on. So for Yolanda, I would tell her that there's something new and exciting happening. She also mm -hmm. has her midheaven here. So there's something new and exciting happening here. The light is shining in this area of her chart. It's encouraging her to put herself out there to experience like newness to um, maybe even go to a place she's never been before. Um, also, once that sun, once that sun and Mercury hit around November 10th, um, it's going to be past that Mercury. I'm sorry that you're in this. So I would tell her around November 2nd, maybe even the 1st of November to about the 4th or 5th of November. That's when her son is really, it's called conjunct. You guys can look that up. Conjunct Uranus. <laughs> um, I think she's going to have this moment of genius, like something's going to happen to where she's going to have this idea, something's going to like hit her in a moment where she's like, oh my God, like I've been trying to figure this thing out and it just like came to me, like it's just going to be a lightning strike. 
And anytime you have one Uranus, which is kind of represented by lightning, and then the sun hit it, everything's illuminated. And I think that's going to be a real important time for you to. Um, to act on whatever it is that comes up for you. Can I tell, there's two things coming up. I want to say one now. Yes. So it's coming back to me, the conversation we had, how I said, I want the tower card for the season, even though it's not oh associated with, um, <laughs> oh my God. yeah. Yes, girl. Yes. That's like, I know it's not associated with Scorpio, but that's what I'm feeling this season. Um, but before we get to that card, another thing I love with what you just did, and I'm sure it'll, um, I want everyone else to really chew on this too, because there's this idea when retro, when Mercury goes retrograde, everybody's like, Oh, it's awful. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything shut it down. Like oh, Mercury's retrograde run. But with what you just shared about what is going on with each of our charts respectively, this sounds like a great time for us to really go in and examine and look at things and all of this. So I'm really glad that you did that so that people see one that it's different for all of us, but it's not always just this blanket, like go run and hide. You, no, mm -hmm. it's not. And here's the thing, like Mercury doesn't like water. Okay. It, he, he doesn't like water. He is quick moving, he's airy, he's dry, he likes to do things fast. Water slows him down. Being stuck in emotional depthness is not that's not that's not his way. He doesn't like love that. So no, it's not the most fun. But if you are a mercurial person, and there's a reason why they say mercurial, being like you switch moods, is because Mercury will switch on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> But I just but want to no. highlight for them too, like people who don't know the reason she's saying that is because we're in Scorpio season and it's a water sign and blah, blah, blah. So go ahead. Yes. Um, she's the teacher. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like Mercury, he doesn't like that. And I think people will probably look back to Mercury being in Capricorn and think about like, that was rough. And I don't mind Mercury retrogrades. My I mind. remember a lot of people said they felt that one. Yes. That, well, that one was one of um, opposing the nodes, mm -hmm. conjunct and opposing the nodes. So when you have the South Node, Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, and then you have Mercury going retrograde, that's a lot. And then you had Mars there too, Mars, Mars there too, I believe. Like that is a lot of energy happening. And it was hard. The Mercury and Pisces retrograde, Mercury extremely does not like Pisces. Um, that it just doesn't like it. You guys don't like it. Um, so this, the, the water retrogrades aren't fun period. It's not fun. So there will be some people who, depending on where it's hitting in your chart might have some difficulties, you know, associated with it. But if you look at a retrograde like this, like a boomerang pulling back. Okay. So you pick up your boomerang. Mercury's going direct. 
once a Mercury goes retrograde, you're pulling it back. You're, re, you're revising, revisiting, restructuring, doing all the re, and it's building up all this energy. So whatever that target is that you are trying to hit, whatever message that you are trying to send, whatever it is that you're trying to communicate, you can hit it right with a lot of power, a lot of force, and a lot of precision. So if you really take the time to work with the retrograde instead of feeling like it's working you, you can take advantage of the benefits that come from having the opportunity to revise things. It's like having a paper that's due and then you're, you're, you've already finished it but the teacher gives you two extra days. You get to go back and make sure that you hit all the points that you needed to hit. Use the time constructively and it will work for you versus work against you. So I want to just highlight for everyone, this retrograde doesn't start until the 31st of October on Halloween. So by the time this airs, we'll have about a week prior, although of course we know you may start feeling it before. So when we move into... Um, Scorpio season. And again, for people who maybe haven't caught our previous episodes, we're talking about when the sun is going into different signs. What, how would you describe the energy of that? Like the sun and this energy that we're moving into Scorpio um, generally? Well, well, the sun is highlighting, we left the surface in Libra, right? Like, Libra is not the deepest sign. Let's be real here. Like just speaking like real, like straight to the point. Libras aren't known to be like, you know, deep. They learn to take something and how to flip it and make it work for them. Right. But Scorpios don't like deception. Right. They do not like deception. And that's the thing with Libra. Like you learn how to how to manipulate and Scorpio learns how to discern. So you've learned how to manipulate, like that's what we do as humans. We manipulate words so people can understand them or so we can make them understand what it is we want them to understand. That's why I think Libras make great lawyers, right? And then we get into Scorpio and Scorpio's like, um, well, why did you say that? What is it that I'm actually understanding? Oh, you said that. And this is why they're known to be deep and brooding because that surface shit doesn't fucking work for them. Like they want to get down to the nitty gritty. They want to investigate. They make great private investigators. They make um, great social workers. They, they want to get to the root of the problem. So having a Mercury retrograde, having the sun come in at the same time, it's shining a light on the depths that it is that you're trying to get to. It will highlight what it is that's being hidden and it will allow you to see things that maybe you wouldn't have seen. Maybe you're too busy being social or too busy like cleaning the house or too busy like doing pretty things in Libra. And now the sun is like, okay, enough play time. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I think when you say that too, that's probably why even if we don't know too much about it, why even the thought of this sign can be very uncomfortable because a lot of people don't want to look at um, the depth of anything, let alone ourselves, especially. Bingo. Yeah. So I could see like why this energy could be off-putting, but I mean, the benefit in it though, like that's the thing I love about it, I guess. And is it just, how else do we, grow how else do we evolve how else do we under, understand like really understand unless we're willing to go to those Deep. Um, depths listen what you just said was 
you have to think about it too. Like the people who don't like Scorpio don't like to be seen. Mm-hmm. And a Scorpio sees, they will see you. Mm-hmm. All that stuff you think you're hiding, a Scorpio has the ability to see. And a lot of people don't need to be, don't like to be seen. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody being able to see you, something that you are attempting to hide, people don't like being called out on their shit. People don't like that straight, direct, like to the point type of interaction, not with a stranger and sometimes not even with someone that they consider to be close to them. So yeah, it can be extremely uncomfortable. That's good stuff. What about Mm -hmm. you, Ames? Do you have any particular like feelings or thought around like Scorpio energy or even just around the energy of like deep dive and transformation and these types of things? Well, actually, I learned a lot in this episode. So thank you both, especially (laughs) DeAndrea. Like, you know, each season, like I do learn a lot more. I am honestly new to a lot of this stuff in astrology. I'm still wrapping my head around, but I understand the value of working with the energy because it does make you more successful. It makes you understand what the fuck is going on or it validates how you're feeling or it just makes it purposeful and that's what I need. So I actually learned a lot about this and um, I have been thinking a lot about like, okay, what would be supportive of this season and um, rutilated quartz is extremely supportive and what we've been talking about it too. Um, And rutilated quartz, it's a clear quartz and it's got these beautiful golden threads going through it. And it helps facilitate change of direction. It helps facilitate transformation. And it can bring passion into your projects. So you're talking about, you know, like for me, you know, if I need to refine something or do whatever, well, I'm going to work with rutilated quartz to help me get on that track, to help me have that strike of genius to help me understand, you know, like if I need to change direction and what direction I need to go to. So again, also with rutilated quartz, it, um, it helps you understand and see what needs to happen now. And it's also a stone that you can um, program. So when you program the stone, you can envision yourself in it, envision yourself like in the strands going out into the universe and having that end goal in mind and sending that out there and you being that magnet coming back into it. And it also infuses your body with divine light and energy. And it also um, removes barriers to spiritual growth. And um, it draws off negative energy, which can be helpful. Um, Here's a little picture of it on the screen for those that are watching. It's an absolutely beautiful stone. And it's my favorite jewelry too. I know it's just, it's amazing. It does come (laughs) in other thread colors too, but I'm just talking about the golden one today. The other colors can be like a red brown and a copper and a silver and black too. Um, But this is the golden rutilated quartz. And it also um, cleanses and energizes your aura too. So this is actually a phenomenal stone for people to use during this Scorpio season. I love it. I don't think I've ever seen that actually. But even though it's one of my favorites and I just want to say, I'm glad that she picked that. I I want to touch on one thing you, (laughs) we were talking because I think this is so important. We were talking earlier yesterday, I believe. And Oh, maybe I should say this after you pull your card. Anyway, we were talking earlier. I'm glad you didn't pick like some black stone. I'm glad you picked something 
because you, well, you may not know, but Scorpio is like, oh, we're re real death and all this other stuff. And I, know, so I wasn't thinking about any of that. It's a lot of darkness. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you picked the stone just intuitively that balanced the darkness that is attached to Scorpio and you brought some lightness and some direction and some focus. I think that was such, such a great, mm-hmm. just good. Okay. Right, well, listen, now see the light in this. <laughs> the tower card in tarot. And again, it's not the card that's traditionally associated with Scorpio. But for me, just for whatever reason, I was like, ah, this season, I want a tower. And the reason is because when I think of the death card, it feels more progressive. Like, oh, yes, the transition's happening and it's soft and something's moving and like, whatever, it's transforming is fine but for me um it's interesting what you shared about my my chart and what's going on and you said that lightning strike like that stroke of genius and in this card there's that lightning strike yeah and this card can also (laughs) be what i'm saying (laughs) but that's the beauty of this card too a lot of people see it as just destructive but it can also be that like the lightning strike of like insight like suddenly you become aware sudden inspiration these types of things so and I personally love this card because it's like, it's not giving you an opportunity to linger in the BS. It's like, listen, you're going to let this shit go. (laughs) Uh It is time to (laughs) move on, to evolve, to move beyond, you know, and start either from ground zero or really like come into your awareness much more than you have allowed yourself to before. It's like, there's no more resisting here. There's no more negotiating this. Something's changing like shit or get off the pot type of thing. And I like mm-hmm. that because I think a lot of times we need that. And again, yes. could be really uncomfortable, but on the other side, it's always like, man, yeah, that thing afforded this opportunity or I would have still been stuck over here if this didn't happen. Like there's so mm-hmm. much beauty that can come from like these instant shifts or instant changes or instant flashes that are pivotal to our path and our growth in our forward direction so um yeah that's why that's you know that's that's beautiful and to keep it to the tower it can get lonely up there you know what I mean and that strike that lightning strike tearing everything down allows you to get back with the people and meet somebody who can help you build a taller tower that can fit more people that can that can accompany more things and i think what i was trying to say without like ruining the tower card thing was this spiritual work there's no box there's only a foundation like you don't have to like stay within the parameters of every single thing that has been written by somebody who wrote it mm-hmm. like you are allowed to go outside of this box and see things how you see them it might speak to the to the one person who needed to hear exactly what you needed to say even if it's different than everything that everyone else is saying because mm-hmm. they're saying the exact same thing like i i love that I, I call that, you know, all of us has like this major Aquarius type of thing in our chart. And I think like that's the Aquarian nature, you know, come outside the box and see like what we have to show somebody. The foundation is there. You have room to play. You don't have to stay with the lid on and the door closed. And I think I love that you picked that. I love that she picked the rutilated quartz. Yeah. Well, and I have one funny. more thing too. Oh, sorry. oh. No, no, no. I was just going to say, when this airs a couple of 
the, the episode that airs before this, um, what you just said, Dee, reminds me so much of the uh, woman that I interviewed because she was that she was doing a practice by herself, like she was a therapist by herself and started to incorporate Reiki in, and it became so big that she had to completely change her business. She had to change her location, get a bigger space, accommodate for more community coming in and doing something in a different way. But it went completely beyond the boundary and the limitation of where she was at one point. So yeah, anyway, when you said that, it just reminded me a lot of her story and what's evolving from that. What were you going to say, Ames? Oh, sorry. I was just going to backtrack a little bit about the rutilated quartz and just add that um, that crystal is also an antidepressant. So it helps with loneliness. It helps to relieve anxiety and um, uh, guilt and, and things like that. So you have you both had brought up the loneliness aspect and, and um, rutilated quartz does help support you coming out of that. The, the interesting thing about that too, not necessarily feeling lonely, but the times when we are alone, which can feel lonely at times. I was just talking to someone about this the other day. That's interesting. When we go through shifts, sometimes we do feel very isolated and alone, but the truth is it really can't be done any other way. Sometimes, sometimes we absolutely need to reach out and have support and community and these things, but there are certain shifts where it's like, we're the ones that have to go through it to get through it because we need to understand in a deeper way and we need to understand our power, which also reminds me so much of Scorpio. Like how can we reconnect to and reclaim our power? Like if you don't allow yourself to go down deep, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah. yeah so Anyway, could be an interesting season, sounds like. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Who would have ever thought people would say they were excited for Scorpio season? I'm well, thinking better go. than Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been... I mean, I had fun during Libra season. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you actually did have fun I during did Libra season. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you did. Actually. Yeah, so... Glad, glad somebody did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, honey it was absolutely something and I want to say this too because um I don't want to forget you know we really appreciate the people who have uh sent messages who ask questions who just share whatever came up for them on the show and please you can continue to do that um and we're going to share how to connect with these ladies in a moment as well but you can email them directly you can go to their websites you can leave us messages on social media whatever it may be we always respond so d october moving into november what do you have coming up and how can people connect with you <clears throat> um i don't know if i have anything coming up i'm doing the same thing you can for an astrology session um Deandrea at theritualhouse.com or www.theritualhouse.com and house is spelled H-A-U-S. Um, schedule an appointment there, do distance and local. Um, get, I mean, come in, get a reading, get yourself prepared for this new year coming up. Like, yes. especially like preparing for Jupiter leaving Sagittarius and going into Capricorn getting out of this, getting through this, um, two month of Mercury being in Scorpio, figuring out like what, what season are you in, in your life? Like what house are you operating from? 
what is the theme of your year? What is the theme of this month? Like, how are you making it? How are you progressing through life? You know, we have 12 houses. We spend a year in each house. We repeat the same year. Like, do, do your due diligence to get through that successfully, productively. So when you come back to that house, you're not dealing with the same shit that was there last, the previous time you visited. Yeah. No I think you both have said that. And I think that has really highlighted throughout this conversation is how can you best utilize the energies that we go through to your benefit and work with them rather than feeling like you're in a fight against them. So it's really, yes. really good. So the ritualhouse.com H A U S and then Ames, what's going on with you and how can we uh, connect? So we can connect um, via my website or email. So my website is amysagereiki.com. My email is amy at amysagereiki.com. And I do in-person sessions and also long distance. And then also the next thing coming up is um, Yolanda and I are doing a medical Reiki uh, training with Raven Keys here in San Diego. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's just going to expand so many things. And I just am really excited about it. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. Okay. So amysagereiki.com. And don't forget, this is um, crystal grid infused Reiki and you need to show us the grid that you put under the table, by the way. You're supposed to show uh, us. So, yeah, don't forget to show us on the chat Well, you just got to come in and look for yourself. Yeah, they have to come in, but I want to see on the <laughs> chat. <laughs> She's so good. She's yeah. so good. Yes. No, actually, though, I am coming in um, right before the medical Reiki training. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yes. And so I'm Yolanda, of course. And um, what is my website? TheEnergeticAlchemist.com. I am so thankful that we got through the 12 weeks of intuitive mastery. I only do that once a year and Good job. that is a long one. Whew, it is done. That's a good one too. Yes. Congratulations so good. to those people that did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was work. so proud of um, this uh, one woman in particular. I actually spoke to her this morning and she was like, my sessions have been so different since doing the class and using different mm -hmm. tools from the class. So yeah. So um, people who want to do that, you can still access it through the Patreon site, which you can learn more about on my website, The Energetic Alchemist. I want to just boost this class real quick because <laughs> it was true story. It was the introduction to me and in, in energy work. Like after that, like a, like my first guide came to me, I got like that message that we we're trying to like, we we're trying to like, what language is this that I'm hearing? You know, like yeah. it was, it's just such a great catalyst to understanding what energy is, what energy work is, what intuition is, what can, what just knowing like what your space is. So, yes. I mean, and having you tools guys to can work take with. that class, yeah. take it. I well, took it with thing. DeAndrea, so it was it was amazing. We had a good time in that class. That well, was years ago. Yeah, it was, it was years probably ago. better now. One thing I yeah, it's been updated a bit, but one a couple one thing I will say about it and just being completely honest, you have to be like really diligent in your practice to show up and do this class. Like if yeah. you aren't going to take the time to do it, it's not you're not gonna get the benefit of it. And there's twelve classes and each one is ninety minutes to two hours long and there's a lot of work. Like you're being guided to do a lot of energy work. There's a lot of work. So it's a twelve week commitment. Yeah. Version. It's a commitment. 
for sure. Like, so just want to say that because that's the truth. So as and always, hello shifting. Honey, won't you do it? Honey, you, you want to experience gonna... shifting? <laughs> Wait a minute. Woni, you saw that do that. <laughs> I I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> know who he is <laughs> oh yes the comedy show honey yes. i fell out when the guy was like no yes <laughs> i don't know if i know <laughs> oh and we will tell you behind the scenes okay. <laughs> but um that is so funny yes honey what do you do it but um <laughs> what was i gonna say I don't know. Oh, yes, the shifts. Two of the people who just took this last round, honey, during the class, they both transitioned into new careers, new jobs. Wow. So, you know, honey, high five the wow. top. Yes, like wow. it was good stuff. So anyway, we are always so thankful to have the space together and to be able to share with all of you. And again, we look forward to hearing from you. So be sure to check out DeAndrea at theritualhouse.com. Amy at amysagereiki.com and join me at theenergeticalchemist.com. What were we going to say, Dee? Um, I was going to say, I wanted to mention, like, if you guys, like, have any questions, like, anything that you, like, need help, like, guiding through, because I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to do a podcast that is based on Yolanda says kind of like a Dear Abby where, you know, you guys like write in things that you're going through and I kind of like, you know, just give you a helpful guidance with navigating the situations that you guys are in. So if you guys had any like specific issue that you're dealing with or anything like that, you guys can write it into um, DeAndrea at theritualhouse.com. Yeah. And that's a really, really good one. And just so you know, cause you all know that, listen, like I'm huge on community. Like that's my thing. Maybe it's my Aquarian nature. I don't know, but that's everything to me. And you could really help a sister out by sending her these questions and messages. Cause it is going to support her and the podcast that she's creating, which will keep you posted with as we get closer to the launch date. So send her the emails. Mm-hmm. <sighs> take it all in is that a wrap ladies that's a wrap bye everybody bye it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.